What's going on, everybody? This is John with Super Deformed Games Cast, and I am here with one of my co-hosts and panelists, Justin. Justin, what's going on, my man? Uh, not much. How are you tonight? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, and uh, Justin and I are here to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, I'm sorry, Marvel's Spider-Man uh, on the PS4. Uh, impossible to find on the PS Store unless you search for Marvel's Spider-Man, as I learned when I was trying to download this damn thing. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, I... Yeah, uh, that was a that was an adventure. I, I feel like an idiot. It actually took me uh, thirty minutes to find it because I, on the on the PlayStation Store it's listed as Marvel Spider Man, although it's not listed like that on the box art or in any of the promotional material that I've seen. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Marvel's Spider Man is the official title, but yeah, yeah I, that's funny. I didn't I didn't realize it wouldn't show up if you just search for Spider Man. If you search for Spider, yeah, it's it just for whatever reason it was only showing up under the M's for me. Um, well, well, it's still still faster than it took me to install the game. So you had a lot of problems trying to get this thing installed, man. Like like watching you watching you try to do that was kind of a kind of a journey. I I um, for those uh, that that don't know, I had a faulty disc when I first um, got the game, and it was an issue that affected uh, multiple people. It seems there's a bad batch of discs out there, and it took. Over four hours to install, um, and I kept Lord. stopping and restarting it to try to get it to go, thinking something was wrong. Uh, and wow. yeah, so it took four hours. I was able to get a replacement disc, and that one's fine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was it was it was a journey that first night. Well, so now that you actually have the disc installed, and uh, you know you've actually finished the game now. Um, uh, I, I, I myself have also I finished the game uh, about four days after I picked it up, um, and it, it's just you and me because not a whole lot of other people on the podcast have have cleared it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I have platinumed it. I spent quite a bit of time with it. Yeah, I'm I'm close to my platinum. I think I'm at 95 percent completion right now. Uh, I've got a few more of the drone missions to do. I can't. I hate the fucking drone missions. Um, <laughs> oh, Understa- understandable. But um, we are here to talk about our feelings on the game uh, now that we have finished it. So this will be a spoiler, a uh, little spoiler discussion. So if you've not finished the game uh, and you're sensitive to spoiler talk, then I recommend you back out and run as far away as you can. If you don't care or if you finish the game, then stick around and listen to us uh, give our thoughts on it. So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and start uh, just right up front. Um, I fucking love this game. I, to me, this is... I think the best way I could describe it is this is Spider-Man's Arkham moment. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, th- I feel like this game does for Spider-Man as a character in the medium what Arkham Asylum did for Batman. Um, which is... It's, it's, a, it's a mature... Uh, it's a deep, mature storyline. Um, and I feel that it... I feel like in the same vein as Arkham, it is... The fact that it's not tethered to any existing uh, comic or, or film storylines works uh, 100% in its benefit. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of the one thing that I was really taken aback with um, with the game was just how good the story was, uh, particularly the characterization. Um, I I was really impressed with how Insomniac... Like, it, they took from every kind of Spider-Man... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, piece of media there has ever been. Like, there's references to the other games, there's references to movies, 
uh, comics, everything. Uh, and but they also managed to create you know, their own takes on characters that I felt were unique and really some of my favorite takes on these characters so far. Um, they, you know, respected the history of the franchise, but they weren't beholden to it. And I, I really appreciated that because there were still things that were surprising, um, but they also really seemed to get, um, you know, what people expect from the, from Spider-Man. Well, and like you know, like as far as the story goes, um, while it, while it was very very good, it's honestly one of my because you know I've read Spider Man my entire life. I'm a lifelong comics guy, um, so I've I've read Spider Man my entire life, and you know that character's story arc has seen some ups and downs over the decades. Um, this is legitimately one of my favorite Spider Man stories. Um, having said that. I do feel like the story was a little bit predictable in parts. Like, for example, there was a lot of talk on social media about the fact that, you know, this is just when the game dropped and people were, you know, talking about Otto Octavius, you know, and the, and, and his, you know, and the, his metamorphosis into, 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 you know, Dr. Octopus and people were mm -hmm. screaming about spoilers, spoilers. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, and like, as soon as he popped up on screen, I was like, okay, well, I, I know where this is going. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like it, I, it was pretty obvious, especially since there was one member of the Sinister Six they didn't show. Exactly. Ahead like, of time. Like, guys, like, but how I much did, of a spoiler is that really? Yeah, but you I know? mean, like, I did think it it kind of worked in the game, like, in the game's favor, because it added, like, an extra set of tension to, like, some of the early stuff with Otto and Peter. Um, I By the way, the guy that... The voice actor for Otto was phenomenal. Can we uh, can, can, can we just talk real quick about that final scene with Peter and Otto after their fight? Yeah, um, that or, was or during and after their fight. The, like not just the writing, but the delivery of those lines. Yeah, like the the performances were fantastic. There there was a moment when Yuri Lowenthal, who's he was you know he played Peter Parker slash Spider Man, and just that moment when when when. Uh, he says, you knew, just sent, like, chills down my arm. I was like, Jesus. Like, like every line they had, like, just cut into each other, like, um, in that final sequence. Like, and the performance of the guy that played Otto, I was really impressed because um, I liked how they set him up, you know, as, you know, kind of a tragic figure. And they did a bit of that with Mr. Negative as well, where you get to see the side of them, you know, the nice side of them before uh, every everything gets going. And, like, you know, for the whole course of the game, you know what's going to happen to Otto. But, like, you still feel it when, you know, he finally snaps. Well, I, I think what made it all the more tragic was, you know, the fact that this is eight years. I mean, Peter Parker's been Spider-Man for eight years now. He's 23 years old. Um, Uncle Ben is long dead, so he he hasn't you know he he lost that that kind of really important father figure in his life, and I feel like he was building those. Oh, bonds. absolutely, he had that bond absolutely. With Otto Octavius. I mean, it, even and on a different level, even than Uncle Ben, because this is a man that he had admired yeah. his entire yeah. life. And like you know, he says when I was a kid, I wanted to be you. You know, he said I wanted to be Otto Octavius, and all and, and and so that that scene when him and Otto are fighting on the side of uh, Oscorp, you know, on the side of the Oscorp building, and he, Peter is just screaming at him, you know, it's like you know, I what you know, I worshipped you, you threw it all away, and you could like you know, like you know, props to Yuri Lowenthal. I mean, he did such an amazing job 
injecting all that pain and all that just a lifetime of of admiration instantly going cold in in Peter's voice just really it's some of the best it's it's some of the best VA I think we've had this entire generation. No, I, I don't I, think I agree saying with you. that is um, hyperbole. Like I the story was actually something I had lower expectations for um from Insomniac. Not that I've thought their stories are bad, but like I didn't um have the same expectations as I would of you know, um, other series and other developers and they stepped up to the plate and like really, really elevated, um, their cutscene direction, their voice acting direction. Um, I really want to know how they went about animating like the arms for Octavius and stuff, because that was a re- <laughs> that must've been a real challenge and stuff too. Like, like it was a huge, huge step up in writing and storytelling, um, for the studio. And I, I think they nailed it. And I really, really am looking forward to see what they do with these characters in the future. So, like, you know, there was a lot, there were some complaints levied against the fact that the story kind of throws all those, you know, top tier Spider-Man villains at you at the very end, right? Like they're not like, they're not like dropped throughout the story. At the beginning you have a, you know, you have a fight against Shocker, which is a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. With with Um, tearing apart the bank and everything. Yeah, and then you've got, and then uh, you have two battles with Mister with uh, with Mister Negative throughout the game, which I thought were some of the best bottle. Boss the one on the sub, game. the one on the subway um, is fantastic. Was great, yeah. And then and then you have uh, then you fight uh, Electro and Rhino. I'm sorry, Electro and Vulture at the same time, and then you fight Rhino yeah, and the, Scorpion at the same time. The Electro, the Electro Vulture fight, I thought was fantastic. I. It was it was like entirely an aerial battle. <laughs> it was so cool. It was still, it was still like I still and like and again like I'm not knocking it because there's really no other way to do these sorts of boss fights. But I also, <clears throat> excuse me, I also do understand the criticisms of well, it's just it, it, it's it's the same. You're like you know, you, you throw something and then you hit triangle to to zip in, you beat him up, and then you just repeat it, right? Like that is. That is what they are, but I think what makes them so enjoyable is the visual spectacle mm-hmm. and the scope, especially uh, like you just mentioned the the electro and vulture fight, which I don't remember touching no. the ground once. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, I the, didn't. Yeah, th- and that was the thing is like I didn't even realize it when I was doing it. Um, that's actually kind of transitioning into one other thing I really wanted to talk about with just how good the feel of this game is, both for swinging and combat. Um, and like the electro vulture fight, I thought was one of the best examples of that because I, without even thinking about it, you know, did not touch the ground for the entire fight. And it's not like a simple, simple fight. Like you have to, you know, target these generators and dodge one another while they come at you and find, you know, I feel like. I, I do feel though that doing that fight before the rhino and scorpion fight highlighted, um, I think it cast the Rhino and Scorpion fight in a negative light only because I agree. I, I feel like Vulture, Vulture and Electro was more just, just far, a, a much more impressive fight. And I feel like the Rhino Scorpion fight was just a little bland compared to, but, but that, but that's, that's solely because it's following yeah, such an and, epic moment. And I, I agree too. Plus also just character wise, I think Vulture and Electro are way cooler than Rhino and Scorpion. <laughs> Yeah, well, like I, I really like what they did though with uh, a scorpion's venom causing oh, yeah. Peter to hallucinate. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the of the scarecrow 
um, sections from the first. Yeah, both Mister Negative and Scorpion kind of had moments like that. And uh, I, you know, it, I, I feel like in a sequel, which you and I both know is going to happen, <laughs> uh, I feel like the inclusion of a character like Mysterio has a ton of possibilities it, or something. Like yeah, that, I mean, that was know? something I was even like, thinking like, of imagine... before this game came out. Like, if they wanted to do something like with some of like. You know, to relate it, like, if you were going based off of Arkham, like, the Mad Hatter side quests. Yeah. Or or something exactly. like Mysterio yeah. would be an awesome uh, villain for that. I Well, I think Mysterio is probably too big of a... Uh, he's he's too, tier, you know, like, high tier of a Spidey villain to relegate him to... Side. I, I, oh, I think he's a main yeah. story guy. I, I, although we did get some of those moments, uh, just like we did in Arkham City and Arkham Knight, you know, like some of those side missions involving smaller villains like Taskmaster and Screwball uh, and Tombstone, and I thought though, I actually thought the Tombstone, yeah, the Tombstone was one was awesome, uh, and like that was like, and yeah. those side characters, like especially Taskmaster, like I was, he was hard. I was, was very surprised hard. to see them show up. So like they were a really cool surprise, and I hope they keep going with with that. Well, and there's there's all there's like all kinds of smaller Spider-Man villains you can use to fill those gaps in the next one, right? Like you know you've got you know characters like Boomerang. I mean, I think Shocker honestly is a good is a good candidate in the second you know and you know in the second game for a bunch of side you know you know side mission stuff. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think you know there's a lot of potential there. But I want to get back to what you were saying about the combat and our so like. Before I played the game, I'd seen a bunch of people tell me, you know, I'd heard a bunch of people compare it to Arkham's combat. I first played the game, uh, Spider-Man, that is, at PAX West, uh, you know, right before it released. And I don't I don't think it's all that similar to Arkham, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it's a lot, I think it's a lot more free-flowing. Um, there's not so much of an, uh, of an emphasis on dodging as there is an emphasis on staying, uh, on moving. Uh, and, you know, staying active, uh, not rooting yourself. Because, like, you know, in, in Arkham Asylum, as Batman, you could just kind of stand there and somebody comes up and, and then, you know, they take a swing and you hit triangle and you counter, you know. Um, but for Spider-Man, uh, what they do is, you know, it's all about constant movement. It's all about moving. It's all about, you know, webbing your foes up. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel like the um, I don't feel like the combat in Spider-Man is all that comparable to Arkham uh, or to, you know, to Batman Arkham Asylum or Arkham City style combat purely in the sense that I I feel like Batman's combat is all about being stationary and throwing up those counters. Whereas Spider-Man combat is all about never staying in one spot and constantly being on the move and using the environment to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. Like I can see why if you were just watching a video of Spider-Man's combat that you would um, draw up, you know, some of those Arkham comparisons because, like, the effect of when his spider sense is up looks a lot like, you know, the counter prompt from Arkham. And, you know, people will, you know, dodge once that comes up. Um, and some of, like, the input um, prompts, like, for the, the takedowns and stuff are similar. But it feels entirely different. Like, Arkham is all about these big, solid hits yeah. that, like, lock you, that lock you into an animation where, you know, Spider-Man doesn't hit nearly as hard as Batman does. Um, he's He's got to stay on the move. But I, I felt like the... I felt like the using the environment made the combat so much more intuitive in Spider-Man than anything that Arkham Asylum did. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm not taking anything away from Arkham Asylum's or Arkham City's combat, 
um, it was great. Like, like I mean, those games do very visceral, hard-hitting, punchy combat very well. But I thought it was so cool, like, how you could use the environment to your advantage in Spider-Man. Like, pulling down shelves on demons that are running at you. Or, or yeah, that was webbing up an iron girder and just giving it giving it a jerk and you know knocking it into some unsuspecting fist goons, or even the fact that or later in the later in the game we can rip the turrets off of like the sable yes. APCs and throw those, yes. or just webbing an enemy up and punching them into a wall and you know they'll you know they stick to the wall and boom they're done like they're incapacitated for the rest of the fight. Little touches like yeah. that I thought were so cool. Yeah, um, kind of my one complaint with it is it's not so much relevant once you get into the game, but early on in the game, the combat feels very overwhelming because you don't have use of the gadgets. Yeah. Um, it kind of takes a long time to get all of the gadgets that you're going to need. Well, I think for, for, for me, the problem was is that I, and I, I think this is, this is more a problem with me than it was with the game itself. Um, but I, it, I, for maybe the first hour, it took some adjusting for me simply because I wanted to play it like Arkham. Um, and you, and, and you, re- yeah, you I can really see that. can't, like you, re- I cannot stress enough. You cannot, if you try to play this game like Arkham Asylum, you will die over and over and over. As I learned that first hour of yeah. the game over and over <laughs> and over. Yeah. The, the game was harder than I thought it was going to be actually. It was difficult. Um, what difficulty uh, did you play it on? Uh, whatever the normal equivalent is. I, was it a mate? Was it amazing or was uh, it amazing? Yeah, or the diff- yeah, it was amazing. Like yeah. it was like friendly neighborhood, amazing, and, and then spectacular, ultimate or I whatever. Think spectacular was the next one. Up spectacular. There. Yeah. Although I will say, like, um, I did feel like some of the sable uh, mercenaries were a bit too overpowered. Um, I, I feel like taking down some of those outposts, some of those outposts, was a lot more difficult than taking down like Rhino and Scorpion, for example. And and for me that. That kind of seems a bit unbalanced when you're talking about mercenaries as opposed to superpowered villains that that give Spider-Man a run for his money uh, in the comics. I, I, I felt like there was kind of a believability unbalance there that, that messed with me just a little bit. I mean, it's a minor, it's a minor little thing, but it, it, yeah, it was something I, mean, I noticed. Though those guys were hard to take down until I figured out which gadgets work really well and like what the best way to break their armor is and stuff. Those guys that um, fly, like the, the, the guys with the yeah, jetpacks used to... Oh, God, I fucking hated those guys until i learned to just oh those uh, just wet, wet, yeah, you just wet, hit them. web them up and kick them away as quickly as possible well i just a single impact web yeah. takes them out because they they fall so much they just automatically get stuck to a wall oh i fucking hated those guys jesus um and uh i want to talk a little bit about uh the swinging mechanic as well um because you know there, there were all i think it's safe to say that every most not probably not everybody but most people agree that prior to this um, Spider-Man 2 for PS2 was the, the one Spider-Man game to really nail that feeling of of being Spider-Man and, and, and slinging around New York. But I feel like that has been that has been surpassed here. Um, I honestly I it feels so good once you get used to the you know you know to the traversal system. It, it's web slinging through the city through New York feels so good that there were moments I would just go zipping past my objective and I wouldn't want to stop because I'm like, I've, I'm, I've got momentum. I've got speed. This is fun. I'll come back. I just don't want to stop going. Yeah. It, it was so I, much fun. It's like, it's insane. Just how intuitive it feels like at first, like the inputs kind of feel a little odd, but once they click, like I would, I never felt out of control. 
and I always knew exactly what I needed to do to build up speed, um, to, to increase my elevation, to lower it. Like it's just, it was just such an intuitive system and the way the music swells Swells up as you start swinging, like, um, it just, it just absolutely nails like the big superhero feeling every single time. And it doesn't get old. Um, it's probably one of the most thrilling, like, moment-to-moment yeah. gameplay mechanics I have experienced in a very long well, time. And I don't feel like we can talk about the web-slinging and the music without talking about the amazing lighting in this game. Um, it's, oh, especially, yes. especially when you're wet, especially when it's evening, like when even, like, you know, the sun is setting, and you're swinging through the city in that orange sky, and the music swells, and you catch those those sun rays coming between buildings as you're swinging towards the horizon, and it just, it felt it felt like a spider-man movie like it like it was on yeah. the feeling like the epic feeling when you combine all those factors is unbelievable and insomniac like the, the lighting system that they, that they implemented in this game was just i mean this game was made for photo mode like the, the, this is yeah and it was unbelievable like, the game also makes an amazing case for you know, not always having a day-night cycle can work yeah. pretty well because it's fixed time of days, um, you know, until the story changes it. And then at the end of it, once you finish the game, you can set it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's gorgeous. Um, and, like, we, talk, we talked a lot about how they nailed the Spider-Man feeling, but they also really nailed the New York feeling, which was really cool. Yep. I mean, I mean, actually, to the point where my wife, who lived and worked in New York for a long time, she was watching me play, and she was, uh, she was telling me, "Oh, go here, go here, go here," and and you know, like she wanted to check, you know, <laughs> she actually she yeah. wanted to check and see if there was anything that you know that that she remembered, and there was, you know, um, it's not like a perfect one to one recreation of New York City, but it's pretty damn close. No, not at all. Um, and and it is. Uh, Man, like just that feeling of climbing up to what is so, like it's supposed to be the One World Trade Center. Like I know it's not because of what you know, like there's weird licensing issues, but it's yeah. it's supposed to be um, climbing to the top of that thing and just taking that view in in a total 360. Like I would just I caught myself just sitting there for like 20 minutes, just listening to the city yeah. and 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 looking the- out over the horizon and just thinking I am Spider Man. Like I. I have I've played so many Spider games, but this is the first game where I I just I feel like I am Spider Man. The like that's the draw distance was also insane. Like on top of all those buildings, like like you can go up to the top of Avengers Tower and look around at the entirety of Manhattan, and like the buildings look like they're all full yep. quality as far Absolutely as you can dope. see. They're not like obvious like really low quality low poly models and stuff. And once you dive down, like, the streets are busy. Like, there's a lot of NPCs around. There's a lot of cars around. And I love that you can, like, um, drop down and, like, give them a little finger gun point. You know, be like, hey, I'm Spidey. You know, like, and they'll react t- to t- you. Take a, sel- take a selfie with I them. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, the, you know, little touches like that that, that just really do. It, it goes so long into selling New York City as a living, breathing place. 
Um, you know, and, and, you know, like, yeah, I understand that things get, you know, things get a little repetitive, like, you know, like how many times can you stop a, a mugging or a car chase? But uh, honest to God, like I, I, I just enjoyed the combat so much that I would always go out of my way to do this stuff. In fact, even the collectibles, like I, there was something so compelling yeah. about just like, cause I, cause like, you know, the first thing I did when I started the game was I went from, I went from, uh, you know, district to district and I just did all the towers. I did all the radio towers. Right off the bat, that Me was the too. very first I thing I did, thing. Um, and every t- like I found myself, and I don't always do this in games, but I found myself. I would see like you know, you know that green glow of a backpack, and there's so many cool little lore moments in those backpacks that I felt compelled to go out and hunt them. Um, I I loved I loved the backpacks, like the little bit of like spidey Easter egg that each one of them like was. Sandman. Oh. There's literally Sandman in a vial in one of these backpacks, which I, which I thought was so oh, cool. But- did you notice that that one was the one that was on top of Avengers Tower? The vial of dust was on <laughs> Avengers yeah. Tower. I'm pretty sure that was a an Infinity War yeah. uh, joke too. Well, and, and there was um, also a really cool Spider-Man Two movie call out when he was stopping the subway. And he's like, "I remember this being easier the last time." I was, I was like, "Oh yes, it's yeah. so good. It's so good." Um, yeah, uh, there's so, there's so much stuff like that, and, and like just the core like, gameplay felt so good that, like, oh, chase down these 12 pigeons, which normally, like, that's the absolute You're worst like, okay, type yeah, of yeah, collectible in an open-world yeah. game. Uh, but I really enjoyed just swinging around real quick. I, well, <laughs> and, like, they only took a few well, seconds like, honestly, to, like the, to get a, most of the time. Honestly, like, I feel like some of those missions would have been extremely dull in other games, but so many of them played so well to, to this game's strengths that they didn't seem like chores, like chasing pigeons, for example, like in an, like like it, like in an infamous, for example, that would have been mind numbing, right? But well, or like Assassin's, like Assassin's Creed, Creed or yeah, it's like, Christ Almighty, why am I doing this? But the traversal system in Spider-Man, for example, is so fun, and I felt like that was something that Insomniac really nailed was was tying some of these some of these collectathons into a traversal system that is so much fun that you don't mind doing them. Um, and you know, I, I, before we get too long in the tooth here, I do want to talk about those post credit scenes, Justin, and 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 and, yes, and, and, a I, I, um, and we'll start with uh, let's talk about uh, Miles. Let's talk about Miles. Yeah, Brown. let's start. Let's start with let's do them in order. Well, there's the mid credit sequence, and then there's the post credit sequence. So, so, so Miles, Miles Morales. Who, by the way, it's great to see this character get his get his due. So, so you know, absolutely, such, such I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, I, so a lot of people have, you know, in, who have finished the game have, have been speculating that you'll play as Miles Morales in the sequel. I think that's partially true. Um, I think you will play as both Peter and Miles. I still think, you know, you know, with the revelation of Harry, I think the next game is still at at its core going to be a Peter Parker story. Um, but yeah, that's what I think as well. But I do think you're going to get, I think they'd be crazy. Now, I mean, they're clearly signaling that you're going to get a playable Miles. I mean that's obvious. Yeah, to me. and and also like playable Miles with powers kind of fixes one of the other problems, which is you know the stealth um, segments exactly. with the game, which we haven't mentioned um, yet. They were um, fine, um, but you know there's this. I, I enjoyed them because they were easy and they were a nice change of pace. But I do agree that work needs to be done on them. Like it was a lot better later on when you were MJ and you had a couple gadgets. Yeah. Like give her some more gadgets and then also Miles won't have, you know, won't be, will have powers in the next game. So that kind of takes him out of the equation from having some of those as well. 
But yeah, you know, like I, I don't think we're going to get a, a story that centers on Miles per se. Now, however, having said that, and we can tie this into what's what what is going on with Harry, um, they are clearly uh, they are clearly foreshadowing uh, Norman's uh, transformation into uh, Green Goblin. Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, very not clearly. Only, not only with all the gadgets lying around, like like uh, like, did you catch the mask? That very goblin-y looking mask. On yeah. Desk, well, also, the bombs. there's also well, there there's the there's the mask. There's the bombs, and then the other side of his apartment, there's like a bunch of like kabuki masks. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that those masks are going because like the combat mask just kind of looks like standard, you know, army. But it, but it, but kind it looks of like thing. it's got like a big wide mouth like on the, it. Yeah. yeah, but then there's like the kabuki masks on the other side of the room, which I'm pretty sure are going to influence, you know, the goblin-y look of well, it. And what's interesting is that when you put that that military grade ma- uh, you know mask on, and you're yeah, you know you're looking at that secret door up in the corner, it's there's a there's a little image of the experimental battle armor, the battle suit. Yeah, there's the armor, and then and also then the drones, um, which which there, was, there's a bl- there's a blueprint of the glider. Yeah, uh, and then of course there's the pumpkin bombs uh, in his little hidden room there. Um, and then, and then, like, they kind of tie it all together when he walks into that room with Harry and he's bathed in that green light. I was like, okay, here we go. You know, like, it's, he's going to be the green goblin. Like, you know, like you could, you can't get yeah. more on the nose than that. Um, but it's also, so it, it, it also, you know, you know, we got to mention Harry and what looks to be a symbiote. Um, yes. I want to, st- I want to um, stress. So, okay. So let's, so, so let's pick this apart. I don't think Harry Osborne is going to become Venom. I don't. I think. See, I. I, I hope he does. I don't. Um, I, I think I, that I, would. I don't think he will. I think Justin. I think what's going to happen is, I think Peter is going to get the symbiote, and you're going. You are. There will be a playable segment where you where he get Peter gets corrupted, and you have to fight him as Miles. Oh, that that's also something I am. I am expecting, yeah. but I do think. I think Harry as Venom would add something to that character that I think it often lacks with the Eddie Brock, like, rivalry, especially because Peter doesn't work as a reporter anymore. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I think it would it would add a level of investment with, like, MJ and Peter that could be really cool. It, it could, but... Um, I, but, yes, I do, I do agree that I think Peter is going to get symbioted and you're going to play as Miles uh, and you're going to fight Peter, him. yeah. Um, so, so here's what I think is going to happen in the sequel. I think that... I think they're going to introduce Eddie Brock as a character that is, you know, reporting on Spider-Man. I mean, he was, and you know, there's a there's a there's an Eddie Brock reference in this game. Um, yes, there is. I uh, I think I do not think that Harry's going to become the, uh, or I don't think he's going to become Venom. I think Peter will get that suit. I think you'll use it for part of the game, and your methods will get darker and darker until a character like Mary, you know, both Mary Jane and Miles will will see that there's something going on with Peter. Um, he he and Miles will get in a fight. You'll fight him as Miles. He will reject the suit, and it'll fall into Eddie Brock. And then in the th- and the, you will fight Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn will be the main antagonist in this game, and then Ven- which will set up a Venom, uh, uh you know, a Venom showdown uh, for the trilogy. That, now I I could be wrong, but that's that that is honestly where I see this going. Um, I mean, that makes sense. I was actually surprised because like they Insomniac had said ahead of time they kind of hinted that Goblin would not be in this game. Um, and they outright said there would be no symbiote stuff. Um, I mean, there's the post-credits tease, yeah. but for the main story, there's no now, symbiote now, stuff. This could all be just a so big I, red I thought for I mean, sure that could not be a symbiote at all. I mean... I mean, it reached out and touched 
Norman's hand. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it, I, I, uh, so, so it was, so what's interesting is that, see, at, at first, at first it seemed like, you know, before I, I took in everything, you know, there's the green, green glow around him in the cylinder. So I'm like, Oh, is Harry going to be goblin in this? And then, you know, the camera kind of pans and you see yeah. all the, you know, the black tendrils and stuff around. And then it reaches out at the end and it's like, Oh, that's the symbiote. So, um, yeah, I know. I'm really interested to see what they do with it because I really liked what Insomniac has done with the characters so far, and I think um, they could make it cool. Because I, I, I want to see a bit more, you know, from the characterization of Venom than what he typically has. Yeah, you know, like, and, and I agree with you. I, I do think that, you know, introducing or, or introducing Harry as a character with the duality of like, you know, uh, a Venom character or, or a character, you know, in, you know, in a symbiote suit with that personal connection to Peter. I do think that would add a, a, you know, an extra layer to that character that traditionally hasn't been there. Having said that. And it's, and it's also pretty similar to what, you know, they did with Otto, it is. um in this game. I just don't, I, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, I, I could be way off base. It's just, it's, that's just the feel I'm getting from it. Um, we also have to remember that in the, uh, so, so this is actually pulling from the ultimate comic storyline in the ultimate storyline or, you know, in ultimate Spider-Man in that universe, the symbiote was a medical suit, uh, designed to heal created by, uh, created by Oscorp. Um, it was, it was, yes, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I did know yeah. that. Um, so, so it's, it's interesting that they're pulling from, from that universe as well. Before we wrap up, um, I do want to plug my article. Please, no, uh, I know that, that though, that's a great SDGC point. That's a great point. Medium. Uh, it's a topic that we didn't really get, um, into, but I feel like we kind of be just dragging it out and I'd just be kind of reiterating the, um, same points I made in the, uh, that article. Uh, it's a quick read. It's just a couple of pages. Um, but I talk about, um, the Feast Center, which is the homeless shelter that Aunt May works at that was established by Martin Lee and that Peter vo- and Miles volunteer at. And I talk about how much I liked um, how that was portrayed in the game and what it means for the characterization of Miles and Peter um, and masculinity and superhero stuff in general. So if you head on over to medium.com slash, um, is it just slash SDGC? Yep. Yep. Uh, and you can go there and check out Justin's article on the Feast Center, which is fantastic, by the way, man. Very well written. Uh, good shit. Thank you, yep. dude. You guys got to go check that out. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll, you know what, we'll wrap up on this. Uh, Justin, where does it sit for you in the year as far as, as, as far as, you know, when, when you start talking about, you know, your game of the year discussions, you know, you know, what you've played this year, like, how does this, you know, how does this compare? I think this is, um, number two for me. I think it just sits right behind God of War. Um, it's very close. I just think... Um, especially with like some of the side content sure. and just some of the general design choices, I think there's a lot more room for Spider-Man to grow. Um, but yes, I, I I was surprised at how good it was. I, I expected it to be a good game and that I would like it. I was not expecting it to be one of my favorite Spider-Man stories of all time. Absolutely. I think for me, um, it's right for me right now. It's right up there with God of War and Octopath Traveler. Um, and honestly, when it, when, when, you know, when the time comes and we're talking about, uh, on SDGC about what games we enjoyed most this year, it's going to, this is going to be one of the hardest years for me in terms of picking that one game that stands head and shoulders above everything else for me. Um, yeah, I, I, 
kind of famously hate doing ranked lists. I don't like them either, um, especially since I mean, you know you've seen how they turn out on SDGC. <laughs> yes, yes, I I have seen that. <laughs> I was not a part of that, but I have seen you it. Want to be a part of that? Um, but yes, I, I don't usually like doing the ranked lists, but I think right now, if I had to choose a couple, it would be God of War and um, Spider-Man. And I'm very glad that both seem to have been very successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, both set Sony's records uh, for launches, which is awesome. Um, I like seeing great games do well. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, no, and, and this is and these are all games that absolutely deserve to do, you know you know to do well. So that's it's just good news all around. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go and wrap it up here. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed our discussion on Spider-Man and uh, our thoughts on the combat story and uh, what we think is to come. Uh, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to all of our channels. You can uh, please subscribe to twitch.tv slash official SDGC, youtube.com slash supertoformgamescast, and, and please follow us on Twitter at official SDGC. And until then, this has been our spoiler cast on Spider-Man, and we will see you guys uh, next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take it easy. Have a good night. Thank <laughs> you.